Welcome, everybody, to After the Checkers with Kyle Hall. As always, I am Kyle Hall, and today we start the second 100 shows. It is episode number 101, uh, and I have this guy right here who's almost a 100 himself, the 97. Uh, this is Cole Anderson. Uh, we should have planned that out better, Cole. We should have had you on at number 97. That would have been right. the host here, but I am not smart. And so... Um, so welcome to After the Checkers, Cole. How the heck are you? Pretty good. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. I you're uh, I I don't know you well, which is to say we met a, maybe a month ago or whatever and chatted for just a little bit. Um, maybe it was six weeks ago already, actually. But um, uh, but you you have a badass looking car and you're fast in it, and so uh, I was excited to kind of get to to know your story a little bit, and so. Um, and that's, it's a hundred percent exactly what this show is about is, is people you don't know very well and getting to know a little bit about them so that when you're at the racetrack, you have somebody to cheer for. So, um, so Cole Anderson, you're from La Center, Minnesota. Is that correct? Yep. Which is you and I chatted about this. The very first time we ever met is for whatever reason, I thought La Center was next to La Crosse, Wisconsin, like way down in the, the southeastern part of Minnesota. And that is not the case. It's you're kind of right in the middle. Yep. The center, I guess. Yes. <laughs> so can like where tell us where La Center is based on other cities that we may know. Um, well, we're about half an hour from Mankato. That's probably the biggest city um around us. About an hour from the Twin Cities. Okay. Uh, so we're not we're we're a little far away from from some some of the tracks. You know, our, our closest track, Wasota wise, is probably Granite City and Sauk Rapids, and that's yeah. about a two hour drive. But we yeah. uh, we, we do go down to, to Lansing, and that's a uh, that's about a hour and twenty minute drive. But okay. so yeah. And is that is that IMCA or USRA or what is that's that? USRA. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And so is your car, can you run it both spots or do you have two different cars? Yeah, no, I, I run the same car. Pretty much all we got to do is just uh, put American racers on. Um, and that's all we, all we got to do. We can, we can leave our spoiler on too. So that's kind of nice. And okay, nice. Kind of gives us some versatility to, to jump around a little bit. If you want yeah, to. Some flexibility. Probably it's probably not so good for track championship if that's what you're going after, but it is, right. it is, uh, it gets you some seat time, which is more important. For yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So tell us your um, your, are you are you born and raised in La Center? Nope i no. I uh, grew up in Northfield, uh, which is about forty five minutes from La Center. Okay. Um, and La Center was just kind of the halfway point between uh, me and my wife's, uh, where she was in Madison Lake and I was in Northfield, and this was about the halfway point, so we kind of met in the middle. Okay, that's pretty all right. Yeah, make it inconvenient for both of you instead of really inconvenient for one. Right. So you were dating at that, like you were dating and you were an hour and a half apart and then moved to the middle. Yeah. Yeah. So when I, when I started dirt racing, I, I, uh, I bought a car off the Wasota classifieds and, uh, I ended up buying the car and I ended up matching with his daughter on Tinder that night and then, um, started talking and started dating now we're married. So 
<laughs> like I like I don't know how Tinder works, but like out of the like that's like you can't search someone, right? It just happens that your your compatibility right. matched yeah. up. Yeah, we well we were we were in her area, so I was in within a so many mile radius she had probably had set. So when I had left their shop is when she matched with me like twenty minutes later. You're kidding. And it was like, like what are the like, that's a that what kind of a fate kind of a thing is that? That's pretty crazy. Right. It was, pretty crazy. it was kind of a package deal when, when I bought the car. So. Right, yeah. She, it's like the furniture coming with the new office. She just comes with the car. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How does her dad feel about that? That's pretty funny. Like, that's, uh, uh, like, you can have my car. I'm going to need the seat and the belts, but I have a daughter. Yeah. Like, it, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was kind of cool. You know, it's, it's, she comes from a pretty big racing family, so um, you know, she used to help her dad and she used to race IMCA stock cars too. So she's got a lot of racing experience. So I kind of, and she kind of helped me, you know, that was right when I started dirt racing. Yeah. So that kind of, uh, she kind of helped me learn a lot of the terms and, and what to do and what not to do. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That, and, yeah. and she, like, it's, it's going to be pretty rare that she's mad or upset about going to the racetrack if she's a racetrack girl herself. Right. She kind of just goes along with it. So that, yeah, that's, that's, awesome. nice. that's super awesome. So what is her name? Kyron. Kyron. Nice. Yep. That's awesome. So, um, and how old are you? 25. You're 25. All right. So yep. young fella, uh, how long married? Just coming up on a year next week. Nice. Well, happy anniversary to the two of you. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, so you, you sort of alluded to a fact that I'm going to bring up is that when I started dirt racing, not when I started racing, and so right. you used to race on that other stuff, like yep. the stuff that you're supposed to drive on when you're going to the racetrack. <laughs> I've heard and that so, a lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and so have you only been on dirt for a year? No, I uh, I started dirt racing in 2018, I think. That's when I, uh, late 2017, I, I bought a car. And then 2018 was kind of like my first full season. Okay. And that's when this love connection happened as well is, is 2018. Yeah, yeah. It, about it, it. It uh, it took me a while. Um, it, it was a, a hit or miss thing trying to talk to her, and uh, finally, I uh, we went on a the Frostbusters in April. She uh, convinced me to take my Wasota B mod to race for the IMCA modifieds, and uh, and I was uh, she probably thought I was crazy, but I I uh, I went for it anyways. And then after that, it's been kind of it's been history ever since. I guess nice. that's perfect. So yeah. Okay, so 2018. Previous to that, you're you're running on asphalt. Yeah. And was that was that full size cars you were running, or is it carts, or what were you running? Well, no, uh, we were we were running the uh, asphalt super late models. Um, okay. So we were running that down. Our our team was based out of Daytona Beach, Florida. I used to race for uh, Mike Skinner. He's on the sure. NASCAR truck team. So then their sons uh, have late models, and we uh, kind of got into connection with them over the few years. We we started racing down in Florida in probably 2016, I'd say. Okay. And I kind of stemmed a few connections from there and ended up hooking up with Skinners and uh, brought on a couple sponsors to help us race down there. And uh, so it was a, it's been a, it's been a long journey and uh, I've raced a lot of different things and different teams. And it's, uh, it's just been, it's, it's helped me, I think, kind of adapt better to the dirt, um, just sure. kind of changing cars and tracks. And, you know, it, I think it's helped a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Is there, do you think you'll go back to that at some point or are you kind of a dirt guy now? I mean, I, I love the dirt racing. Um, it, it kind of puts a whole new aspect because, you know, I would, I would fly down there Wednesday, 
practice, you know, Thursday, then race Friday or Saturday and fly back home. And I wouldn't touch the car. It was a, the team would, I was pretty much like a, a, a suitcase race, what they call yeah, it. So yeah. it was a, this is a lot more work. But when we do well, it's a lot more uh, satisfying. And, uh, sure. we, we do enjoy it you know, as a, as a team together with me and Kyron. So, uh, but I, I do miss the asphalt stuff. You know, if I had the, the opportunity um, to do a couple of races, I definitely would. Uh, sure. But it's just uh, the funding is, is a big thing, you know, and uh, it takes a lot of money to race those kind of cars. And yeah, yeah. Tires uh, and all that. So I'm, I'm curious, did you follow the whole uh, North Works, Wilkesboro revival thing? Is that, I, I mean, that's, that's the class you would have been running, right? Um, yes. Did they, if they had supers one of the days. So yeah, I know I, I kind of, I, I, I do watch, you know, uh, the race monitor every, every so often when there's, when there, when there's a big race coming up and it's kind of funny to see how, how the drivers kind of evolve over the years. You kind of see some drivers come and go. So right. just trying to keep, I, I do keep tabs a little bit. You know, I, I, I wish I could get back in a car at some point. They're, they're a lot of fun to drive, but. It would be because a lot more power, I would imagine. And traction is, I'm sure traction is as equal a problem, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, d depending on the track surface, I'd say, you know, I mean, we're, I think we're on a 10 inch tire and it's, it's uh, the asphalt, usually there's lots of grip, unless you go to kind of a worn out, worn out racetrack. And a lot of the tracks down south, um, the surface was kind of abrasive. Sure. So I'd say a lot of the tracks up north had a lot more grip just because the, the sun wasn't wearing on them as hard down there. Makes sense. Makes sense, yeah. I guess. So, so give us, Obviously, when when did you? A, a guy doesn't just start in a super late model, right? Like that's a you're you're you have to build to that. So what is what is your racing resume early on? Like when did you first start, and and maybe even further than that, are you a racing family, or is it is Cole the first guy to jump in a car because you saw something that tripped your trigger? Yeah, so I'm a I I would call myself a first generation racer. Um, I was at a friend's birthday party when I was probably 10 or 12, maybe. And uh, they had NASCAR on the TV. And uh, it was kind of one of those things where I kind of just focused in on it and just and liked it. And uh, I found out that I actually had a cousin that raced at Elko Speedway. Um, sure. yep. And they had a car that they sponsored out there. So then my dad ended up sponsoring um, one of their cars for, for a few seasons. We, we'd go out and watch. And it was uh, I probably did that for maybe a year or two. And then he called me, and they had a, they actually have a, a go kart track right next to the big speedway. Yeah, yep. and they have kind of a a, a day that you can try out the cars, and it was uh, it was, I was nervous, but I you know I, it was one of those things where once you get in there, you kind of just never look back. And uh, so we started out racing quarter midgets. I did that for four years, I'd say, and uh, kind of raced around Elko. We go down to Kansas a little bit and raced down there, and then uh just kind of one of those connection things and we got hooked up with uh danny frederickson he's a uh, multiple-time elko speedway track champion and he's a pretty well-known asphalt racer and he kind of took me in under his wing and we, we raced out of his shop for probably two years i'd say and uh we traveled all over the midwest um trying to gain as much experience as i could and sure. for him to teach me as much and then from that we met another guy that uh, had a car that was uh he was part of a team based out of Sarasota, Florida, and that was in 2016. So late 2015, we flew down to Florida for our first um, uh, milestone race, uh, the Governor's Cup 200. And um, that was our first kind of down south race that we did. 
and we did we ended up sitting on the pole the first time we went down there so that was pretty exciting and so is that clearly not the first time in a big car though yeah we well we ran the the first two years i'd say we ran on a they're called big eights and that's a it's a limited horsepower and we're on an eight inch treaded tire so the okay it kind of teaches you a little bit of, of uh, car control so when you go to the, the 10 inch slick there's a lot more grip so yeah you're sort of like superman i'm sure huh yeah it definitely feels different and even the the difference from the cars from up here to down there on the on the super late stuff um we run a four barrel carburetor down there to a two barrel up here so when i would come home to race on occasion going back down to a two barrel felt like i was like a turtle going around the track yeah. so quite a difference yeah so where did where did you end up? I mean, I like I went through your through your your history and I didn't see a win at the Governor's Cup. And so I, you you must have faded at least one spot from the pole. So how did yeah. that race go your first time? You know, that was my first 200 lap race. And I was more used to 25, I think we were doing yeah. 40 at the most. And burn those tires right up. 200 laps, you know, and it's hot down in Florida and uh, I wasn't in shape, I'm still not in shape, but luckily I don't do that many laps anymore. But I think we, we hung around the top five for probably the first hundred or so laps. Then we had, we had a pit stop at lap 100. And then uh, pretty much after that, I, I don't even remember that half the race because I was so, <laughs> I think I was having heat exhaustion. And I, I can just remember my eyes just shutting on the straightaways. I was just so tired and eventually someone crashed in front of us and we all got kind of piled up and and i was uh i was a little relieved because i don't think i could have hung on any longer but uh it was like it was quite the first experience and definitely kind of put it into perspective what it takes to run with those guys down yeah. there and the amount of laps that they do run that is crazy you think about you know i i suppose a, a 200 lap race is maybe an hour and a half or two hours Depending on cautions, yeah, I mean, yeah. that, that kind of can play a factor too, yeah. but yeah, it's definitely a while, especially when it's, you know, 95 and humid, it, it feels like a lot longer. Yeah, well, and then the car, then it's 130 and humid, and so yeah, it's, uh, I always think about, they do those, um, I don't know if you've heard of them, called chump car races, like a, like Honda Civic, like $500 cars, and you do, in like a 24-hour endurance race, right. but it's, it's four people, and you think, these people that have never raced anything see it on TV and go, I can do that. I I drove to Rapid City. That's 12 hours. And, right. and you go out there and you have to be super focused and not miss a mark and never hit miss a gear shift or anything like that. And you do it for hours and hours and hours. Like I can see where that would be super tough to do. Yeah, it's yeah. it is super tough and, and kind of like towards the later part, you know, we were yeah, usually 200 to 300 lap races were what we were doing. So, uh, and it's crazy. I, I, at, at the end, I was more, uh, I, I kind of trained myself to be better towards the end of the races where we would kind of conserve our stuff and I take it easy. So now, you know, these dirt races, we have 15, 20 lap features sometimes. Yeah, and the walls, so yeah. I, I do kind of struggle a little bit when you got to fire off that quick and you know, I'm just, I don't think I'm still used to that. So it kind of, but, you know, it, it, it takes time and especially going to the, you know, I started out in the B mod for about a year. So going from that to the modified has been an adjustment. And right. this year was probably the first year I've actually felt comfortable in the modified. You need to find yourself some 50 lap modified race and you're going to, you're uh-huh. going to kill it. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so 
so is this this year saying is the very first year in the in the a mod uh we, well we did so kyron raced imca so i i bought a a mod probably three years ago i'd say and uh, i did one race in it as, as an open car okay. and then we we kind of converted it to an imca car and i did that for about a year um and then last year was my first year in the open car and it was just kind of an adjustment with the horsepower and I think the competition level was just really tough in the Minnesota stuff too. So between all those and uh, you kind of struggle jumping around from different tracks. I mean, trying when you're trying to learn something, I think we, we should have maybe held a better base and kind of figured out one track before we traveled a little more. Right, so right. this year we raced at Rice Lake for the first half of the season and kind of got comfortable and and then we kind of started branching out after that. So I kind of, I think that does help a little bit. And then yeah, getting seat time, especially when these guys race, you know, three nights a week, it, it, they're, they're tough. Yeah, for sure. So what do you do for a living then? Does that, does your job allow you to, does it allow you to have, a, if you decided to be a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday racer, could you do that? It, yeah, I, I certainly can. I I, uh, I own a screen printing and embroidery shop right in the okay. center, and then we also print um, wraps, signs, and banners. Sure. So sure. I do. Me and my wife, we both are self-employed, so we can kind of pick them, go, and work on the go when we want. So it's right. it's super accommodating. And I started all of that because I was racing down in Florida, and uh, I didn't think it would stem into what it has. And but we've just grown so much over the last four or five years that, um, that we can, you know, support both of ourselves. So it's, uh, it, it is nice to be self-employed like that. Yeah. Heck yeah. That's so if, if the, if, if you decided you could become a, a three or four night a week guy and get like leave in the camper and just go camp from track to track to track every week. And I know a, a handful of people that, that travel from a dis, you know, that, cause you're, you're too far away to go home every night and then back right. and then home and back. Um, and there's, there are a couple of people like that, that at least come to our track where I know they leave home Thursday morning and they race Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday right. night, and then go home Sunday. They're home Monday through, through Thursday, I guess. And then, and then off again. And so um, is that, is that anything that you would ever consider or is it, are you more of a, I just, I, I like racing, but I don't want it to be my life. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I love racing and uh, I, I do wish I could do that. And, you know, we do it sometimes, you know, when we go to, you know, I think the extent is, well, we go to Fergus Friday, Alex Saturday, then Granite on Sunday, you know, it's yeah. starting at the top, working our way back down at home. And that, and that has been a lot of fun too. Um, our cousin has a shop right outside of Alexandria, so we can go Fergus Friday, camp at his shop, unload if we need to. Perfect. And it's pretty accommodating. Um, I did do Fergus one night, Alex, Granite City, and then we went to Fairmont on Monday. That was four nights. And that that was tough, especially when it's just me and Kyron. Um, right. It gets a little tough to keep up with all uh, the preparation there is into the car. Yeah. Um, yeah. And some of these guys have crew guys, at least one crew guy that goes with them, and we would love to find that. But it's hard to find that balance to find someone that would be that dedicated enough to go with us. Right. Yeah. As a, as a, until they're on the payroll, it's, it's hard to right. expect someone to take their life off to go support your, your hobby kind of thing, you know, like that's a, right. that's a tall ask for sure. So, um, so where does 97 come from then? Is that, was that 
a car you jumped in had number 97 or is there history behind 97? That was a football number, hockey number, birthday. What is that? That was the year I was born. 97. So there's always a story. I love, I love getting people's the number stories of why do you run the number you run kind of thing. Right. Um, uh, that's pretty awesome. So that's, that's the only reason is just that there's no other reason. reason. Yeah. Yeah. So when did you decide on that? When I was racing the quarter midgets, we had kind of had three options. It was 48 because I like Jimmy Johnson. And then uh, 16 because um, my, my birthday is December 16th, 1997. So okay. it's either 16, 48, or 97. And I just chose 97, I guess. Yeah. Of those, you made the right choice. That's a, it's a cool number. Like I, yeah. I love number. Like as the announcer, it's that's to me, that's your identity. Like you're right. 97. Like even on Facebook, when I wish people a happy birthday, it's never happy birthday, Cole. It's happy birthday, 97, because to me, that's who you are. And, right. and, um, and there's certain numbers that suck. Like they're, they don't look good. There's no good font to on certain numbers. Yeah. And 97 isn't one of them. 97 is a, is a fun number. Like it yeah. can make it look pretty badass. And so, yeah. well, that's awesome. So where, like, of all of the tracks that you've been to, where where is your favorite? Like, is it a is it an asphalt track in in the southeast? Is it somewhere? Is it Rice Lake, Granite? Have you been to Cedar Lake, Boone? Like, um, you know, I I don't think I have a favorite really. I there's there's a lot of fun, I mean good tracks that we do do go to. I think I had a lot of fun at Fergus, um, Granite City. I do like going there. The, the first time was a little tricky getting used to the surface. But the last few times we actually ran pretty decent. That was the uh, and Rice Lake. That was one that I felt pretty comfortable in last year. That's why we chose Rice Lake. And that's a three-hour drive from our house. Yeah. And when we were busy during uh, in wrap season in the spring, we we tried to go to Red Cedar Friday and then Rice Lake, but it was so hard to leave to 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 go on on Fridays. Yeah, we would drive three hours one way just for one race, you know, and. It was, uh, it got to be a little too tough and we had some motor issues. So we quit doing that, but, um, Deer Creek, I love going down to Deer Creek and Lansing. That's always a fun one too. Um, there's a lot of tracks that I, that I would love to go back to, um, yeah. Cedar Lake, probably not one of them. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. Is there, is there some place on the bucket list where like before I ever hang up the helmet 30 years from now that I got to get there and race, whether it's asphalt or, or dirt? Um, Dirt tracks, you know, I I don't as far as like like with sort of things and dirt tracks, I don't think there's many that I haven't really been to. Um, as far as an asphalt track, um, I'd say probably Winchester or or go back down to the Snowball Derby and Five Flags. Yeah, that was one of my favorite events. Um, but yeah, I, I guess the dirt tracks, I you know, I don't have an exact favorite, but I do have a lot of favorite of you know ones that I would go to. Yeah, that you like. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. So. Okay, so this is you're gonna have a unique perspective on this because it it's gonna mean two different things to you. We have we do a thing called the track term of the week. Um, and it's racing people have a different vocabulary than normal people. Like there's lots of words that we say that everybody knows what they mean when you're part of that community, but you're you go to the mall and talk like a dirt track people, they are gonna think you're nuts. And so right. um, which you probably are. So uh, <laughs> uh, so your track term of the week, I'm going to give you the term and then you have to define it and I'm going to make you define it 
for for both disciplines for asphalt and for dirt so your okay. your your term is marbles i want you to defer de define marbles for both disciplines well marbles uh on the asphalt is kind of like just the little rocks and and rubber up on like the, the very top groove um you know generally asphalt racing is right around the bottom there's not really a top groove like dirt so and the marbles would be pretty much, you know, up in the shit. And then, yeah, uh, yeah exactly. And, and the dirt, you know, marbles. It's, um, it's from... the racing line, marbles, concrete. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, that's why in the, the asphalt, we're kind of limited, you know, to a racing lane where the dirt stuff, you know, the track can, if you're right on the bottom, yeah, there can be, you know, marbles and crumbs up top. But sometimes the track is pretty, you know, clean top to bottom and have a pretty good racing surface. And the other thing that I've, I have found with certain drivers, and this is where a lot of people hate being the leader of a race early on in the race, because like, there is no mirror, there's no, nobody right. talking to you and you don't know what's going on behind you. And you think I I'm, it's working on the bottom. It's working on the bottom. It's working on the bottom. And all of a sudden here comes a freight train because they've been cleaning yeah. off the top and, and four cars go by you on the backstretch because you've stuck to the bottom because it was working and right. you didn't know that the, the top has, the bottom's not working anymore. Now the top's working kind of thing. So, yeah. um, so the marbles is, is all the little, the things that prevent tractions, whether it's, whether it's on asphalt or on dirt, yep. it's the things that prevent traction. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Perfect. So, Next section of the show here, Cole, is called the, the YourMTH.com. So that's Minnesota Track Headquarters. Great big uh, uh, automotive trucks, cars, vans, commercial vehicles, uh, customized vehicles, uh, all sorts of really, really cool stuff um, that can be found at YourMTH.com. Uh, go there, check them out, buy a car from them if you need a car. Um, so these are the rapid fire questions. Um, there's five questions may or may not have to do with racing. We'll see. We'll see where these end up. Yours ended up being a little, a little deeper, a little less toy department, a little more philosophy. And so um, if you were to be a teacher, what subject would you want to teach? Jim. Jim, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I can, uh, I can blow a whistle and tell people. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's not far off from where I think I would be too. I thought you were gonna say art, like if you're a, a, a t-shirts and embroidery and hats and all that kind of stuff. I thought you'd be an art guy. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like in high school and middle school, I, I wasn't a big art person, so it's kind of weird how I ended up in the profession I did because yeah. it, you know, ten years ago I would have never seen myself in the position I am now. It just one of those things that kind of happened and then ended up sticking. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, it's, there's a lot of people in that career, like right. thought they were going this way and they were going this way the whole time kind of thing. You, right. You're there's a lot of uh, really expensive college degrees that never get used for anything right. other than uh, something on the wall kind of thing. So um, another kind of weird question that I, and I don't know where I literally wrote these this morning uh, and I'm not a hundred percent sure where my mind was this morning. So um, mm -hmm. if you could, if you could learn any foreign language, which, which language would you learn? Probably Spanish. Yeah. Yep. Yep. 
I think that's a good choice because there's a lot of Spanish speaking uh, countries. You could go to a lot of places and get by. Um, economically, I think it would be Mandarin. Like as, as I thought about this question, like if you could learn Chinese Mandarin, where 90% of the stuff in this country comes from. So if you could learn commerce with China, right. that would, uh, <laughs> although I'm hoping that a lot of that ends soon, I like that, right. that would be just fine with me. So um, what is your favorite morning, noon or night? Um, yeah, morning. Yeah. yeah. See, I, I'm always surprised when race car drivers say anything other than night. Right. Because your whole, your whole, everything happens at night. Like your day doesn't even start until six o'clock at night kind of a thing. Right. So yeah. I always, I always think, well, of course they're night guys, but I am also not a night. I am very much a morning guy. And uh, even on Monday mornings, like I announce until whatever it is, nine, nine 30, and then get home, not until 11 typically uh, mm -hmm. and go to bed. And Monday morning I'm wide eyed and brushy tailed and like, ready to go kind of thing and right. that's it's like, like my day is starts up here and just dwindles down <laughs> yeah. and so okay uh do you have a nickname is there a nickname for cole anderson the 97 no nickname no we we tried a few um and nothing ever stuck so yeah i was love it well i promise if you keep coming up to to granite the announcer will find one for you because <laughs> the announcer up there loves nicknames and so um okay so this is the last question is always a, 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 a deeper question. So this is a, not necessarily what comes right off the top of your head, but something that something meaningful is what makes you the happiest. And that's a broad question. You can yeah. say racing. You could say my wife, my future kids that I don't even have. I love dogs, whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, I'd say, Probably like going to the racetrack with, you know, me and my wife and yeah. we do, we do, we take our little chihuahua with, um, I do love my dog. So we do take him with and my mom and dad come and that's always a fun time for us. Not my, I always love going, driving to the track. I don't, I don't know why, but that's just always been, you know, I kind of just get on the road and set my mind straight. You got a couple hours, you know, think about yeah. things. Yeah. You know, kind of what we're all for. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, let's think about that. So is it, is it, um, it's funny you say that. Cause I, I, I'm the same way and more the trip home from the racetrack than the trip to the racetrack, mm -hmm. because more often than not total silence, like no radio, no, nothing, just driving in the darkness, just your headlights. Yeah. You're typically, uh, you know, for me, it's usually Sunday evenings, um, there's me and me and the guy who announces with me, Brock. And, and sometimes there's a conversation. Sometimes it's total silence. And, right. and I love that. Like it, yeah. there's, I, I feel like I, my mind sort of resets and I have some of my best ideas during that windshield time when nothing else is happening kind of thing. And so yeah. it's, uh, it's like, I, I know, I think I know exactly what you're saying is that there, it's a it's a it's a productive time even though it's not productive time right if that yeah. makes sense yeah. yeah so that's a great that's great i love that so yeah. it's not necessarily sitting in the car and staging or or taking the green flag but 
racing from yeah. getting there to being there to coming home. All of that yeah. is yeah. I mean, all of it. You know, yeah. we're pretty lucky to do what what, what we can, and uh, so I think you kind of got to respect it as a whole. So every part about it, I love. You know. Yeah. Nope. I agree with you, man. So. Um, okay, so that's the yourmth.com rapid fire questions. The last section here. Um, and if someone is out there and watching this, I need a sponsor for this section for the pay it forward question. I need a sponsor. So um, it's the pay it forward question. My last guest gets to ask you a question, and then you get to ask my next guest a question. So my last guest um just accomplished a pretty big feat that not Honestly, I think only one other driver in Wasoda has ever accomplished. I don't know that for a fact, so I shouldn't say it. It comes with an asterisk. I don't know if that's true or not, but Shane Sabraski just eclipsed 800 feature wins um, wow. in his in his career. So, uh, and at the he was my last guest, and at the time that we that we recorded, he was at 811 wins. Wow. Um, I he has won since then. So. Um, so he's at 812 already. It's just, it, they come quickly when you're him, I guess. So, um, so his question for you was if you could only do one for the rest of your life, is it dirt or asphalt? You can never go back to like, you can't just a little toe over here or a little toe over here. You got to choose one and stick to it forever. Uh, that That's a tough question because you know, I I would probably say dirt. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, there's, the right there's so many more options. You know, there's so many more tracks around. You know, we only have one asphalt track in Minnesota. Right. So I think you're, you got a lot of options you can choose from between classes, tracks, you know, and I think the, and the pay is a lot better too. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I would have thought that exactly opposite. Yeah. And also like at Elko Speedway and they're, premier division which is like the big eights it's a it's, it's limited late model i think it pays like 150 to win like 150 yeah because they do double features so it's 300 technically but they split it up so wow. so and then and then their pit passes are like 45 50 bucks to get in and then you know asphalt generally we put on two new tires at least every night, uh, every night yeah you know, if not if not well normally I think Elko, you can get three, but like down south, we would put four on pretty much every time we went out on the track. So the uh, spending, the income ratio, uh, it wasn't the greatest. So I know that's why the dirt racing, I I, do, I mean, I still spend quite a bit, but not not as much as we used to. And yeah. I can have more fun and we get a little more in return, which is nice yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like it's paying for itself in dirt right. either, but it's, at least if you win, you can buy yeah. a set of tires at least, or, Makes it a little more or whatever. Yeah. Huh. That's, that's interesting to, that's an interesting little nugget that we just learned from Cole Anderson. So, yeah. um, okay. So my next question, uh, is for a guy kind of the, you guys are in the modifieds kind of the upper echelon of, of dirt track racing, the entry level of dirt track racing. The other side of it is the Hornet class. And this is a, uh, the guy's name is Blake Hawker. Um, and he is a third generation. His, his grandfather, his dad and him all race all the, uh, I think grandpa and dad are in the same class. And then he is in a class by himself. 
um, what would what would your question be for third generation Hornet racer Blake Hawker? Um, this is always a tough spot. I love putting yeah. people in uncomfortable spots. <laughs> um, let's see. If you could race any class you wanted to with 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 uh, unlimited funding, what what would it be? What so what what's the dream class basically? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that. That's a good question. Dream class with unlimited funds. Yep. Got got to make that known because uh, there's a lot of funds to be spent. <laughs> yes. There's if if someone out there has got unlimited funds that wants to get rid of it. Give Cole Anderson right. a call. He Feel free. Yeah, exactly. We're open. <laughs> I will put my phone number right here. <laughs> yep. Awesome. Uh, well, man, I, I appreciate you taking the time to do this. And uh, uh, if you're if people are still watching and and, and uh, want to get to know this guy, I, I would imagine the schedule will kind of remain kind of what it has been the last little bit here is, is Fergus Falls, Alexandria, and and uh St. Cloud is that kind of the plan for next year as well? Um yeah, we're we're thinking we're we're not real sure. We we always kind of we always set goals and what we want to do and then when it comes that time, um uh, things never work out. It's like, you know, like last, last year, year. Yeah. Yeah, last year you know I I planned to race at Red Cedar and Rice like every Friday Saturday and I made it till about July and then I gave that up. But you no, know, I, I do like going down to or up to Granite City. Yeah. Um, I, I only went there one time in the B-Mod. So going back to this year was, it was kind of, I think it's kind of a hidden gem to be honest. Cause I think that the payout and the fall off in the payout is actually really good. You know, I think they, they pay really steady throughout the field. Like you go to a lot of tracks where it might pay decent, but then it, it drops off to nothing. Yeah. And I think what they got place, you're there, getting 50 bucks kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of guys, especially modified guys are, are missing out, you know, on a, on a Sunday night. I just think uh, I think they, they I think they do a pretty good job there. So I, I would like to go to Granite City um, a lot next year and, and Fergus Falls. You know, those are two fun tracks, and when you can kind of hit a couple on the way home, that's kind of what we look for, you know. And yeah. I think uh, maybe look for some shows that you know make it worth our while of going there and pay decent money. Sure. Yep. Makes sense. Yep. Makes sense. So, uh, and just so it's clear, the announcer at Granite City is not paying him to say what he just said. So, because uh, I can hear somebody already going, well, Kyle, Kyle put him up to saying that. Uh, that is not the case. Go do the research. It is true. So, uh, yeah, I, I will tell you that um, just as you're getting used, you said the surface can be a little tricky there. Just as you're getting used to that surface, I'm, I'm about 85, 90% sure the surface is going to be all completely different next year. And so, um, you'll have to learn again. Yeah. Well, yeah. that that's part of dirt racing is, uh, is, is adapting. So I'm, I'm sure we'll get it. Yeah, exactly. So, well, Cole, I appreciate you taking the time and, uh, I wish you best of luck. Are you going to the 100? Yep. We're going to down to Chateau this Friday, um, for their spirit of 83 race at USRA. So we got the American racers on now Yep. and then we're going to switch over and we'll be uh, up at first next week for the 100. Nice. Well, good luck up there. I'll see you on Saturday. Thanks. I'll be there. Uh, we we got some cool stuff planned for uh, for Saturday for the show. Sounds good. See you we'll, then. Uh, we'll see you there, man. Yep. Appreciate it. Thanks so much. Perfect.